Hey there, this is Elena Becker from the Puget Sound Podcast, welcoming you to our spring 2021 mini-series, Remake the World. When a student is admitted to college, any college, their admission letter often comes with a little welcome gift. Think a sticker, a pennant, maybe a branded water bottle. That's what we've done at Puget Sound in the past. But this year, we're doing it differently. We've partnered with five South Sound nonprofits, Citizens for a Healthy Bay, Rebuilding Hope, Tacoma Community House, the Boys and Girls Club of South Puget Sound, and Nourish Pierce County. And in lieu of an admission gift, we're donating to these organizations on behalf of each student admitted to Puget Sound. Each admitted student gets to direct their donation. So to help you choose, the Puget Sound Podcast is launching a five-episode mini-series to provide a more in-depth introduction to each of our nonprofit partners. If you're an admitted student, welcome aboard. And remember, after you've listened and learned, you can go to pugetsound.edu slash remake to choose the organization you'd like to support. With that, it's my pleasure to introduce you to Rebuilding Hope Sexual Assault Center for Pierce County. Rebuilding Hope offers support toward healing through advocacy and therapy for those affected by sexual assault and abuse. Through education and collaboration, they improve the community's response to sexual assault and abuse victims and challenge the behaviors and beliefs that promote sexual violence. I should mention from the outset that because Rebuilding Hope's mission is to serve victim survivors of sexual assault and abuse, this episode contains discussion of sexual assault, sexual abuse, and human trafficking. It's important work, and we approach the conversation through the lens of the work Rebuilding Hope is doing. But if this is a topic that's especially hard or sensitive for you, you might want to skip this episode. If you or someone you care about is a victim survivor of sexual assault or abuse, you can call Rebuilding Hope's 24-7 hotline at 1-800-756-7273 for resources and support. Rebuilding Hope is quite broad in its scope, offering four distinct programs, Advocacy, Therapy Services, Prevention Education, and STEP, which stands for the Sex Trafficking and Exploitation Program. Each program has a coordinator and, depending on its scope, paid staff, volunteers, or both. I talked to two of these program coordinators for this episode, Hannah Nichols, who runs the advocacy program, and Sarah Simbroni, who is the STEP coordinator. Coincidentally, both Hannah and Sarah are Puget Sound alums. My name is Sarah Simbroni. I use she, her pronouns. Um, I'm the Sex, Trafficking, and Exploitation Program Coordinator at Rebuilding Hope, the Sexual Assault Center for Pierce County. Rebuilding Hope as a whole, the, the four different services that we offer, you know, advocacy therapy, step and prevention, um, sort of touch on different facets of, you know, getting support around having experienced sexual violence or having some, some kind of experience in that way. Rebuilding Hope, the Sexual Assault Center for Pierce County, is a community-based organization. This is Hannah Nichols, who coordinates Rebuilding Hope's advocacy program. So we are the only state-accredited sexual assault program that's community-based in Pierce County that can serve sexual assault victims. We serve truly everyone in the, in the county. That means that we serve um, people at Pierce County Jail. We serve people at Northwest Detention Center, Western State Hospital. We serve clients at the Women's Correctional Facility out in Gig Harbor. So we really serve everyone within the county. 
Um, and community-based also means that we work with other community organizations to provide wraparound case management and uh, wraparound advocacy services to those clients. Advocacy and STEP sort of encompass the the short, I would say like the immediate to like the middle term of someone's journey. If it has just happened and they're in crisis, um, STEP and advocacy can be there as well as helping to walk with those people um, a little further down the process um, in their journey. But I would say advocacy is probably sort of the first line that people will will interact with and then get diverted, like you're saying, either to STEP or therapy, depending on their need. We're going to talk about both these programs in detail, but I want to start with the advocacy program. As I talked to Sarah and Hannah, I came to think of advocacy as the quote-unquote front door of Rebuilding Hope, in part because it's home to the organization's 24-7 hotline. Anyone 13 years of age and older can call the hotline and be connected to appropriate services. These callers might be victim survivors of recent or past sexual violence, but they also might be community members who are interested in learning more about Rebuilding Hope, or friends and family of victim survivors who need information and support themselves. When someone calls the hotline, the first thing that they're going to hear is that they are speaking to a confidential advocate. So the first thing that we want clients to know is that this is a safe space for them to call. And then we'll ask kind of, do you know what an advocate is? Do you know what the advocate's role is? Oftentimes they'll say no. (laughs) And so the advocates can explain, you know, what I'm here to do is listen and I'm here to support. So if you don't really know why you're calling today, I can help you figure that out. If you have a reason for calling, then I can assist you with getting connected to resources or any other program within the agency that can serve your needs. Support can include crisis intervention. So our advocates are trained in crisis de-escalation and mitigation strategies. Support can also include information and referral. So our advocates can provide information about victim rights, and they can also refer to any social service within Pierce County. Support also includes general advocacy, so we can provide emotional support and validation on the hotline. We can provide legal advocacy, so we can assist clients with filing for civil orders of protection. Support also includes medical advocacy, so we can support a client in a medical setting, meaning we can support a client during the forensic exam process. If someone goes to an emergency room in Pierce County, an entire protocol and process like has to happen. So there's no waiting room time. So they should be automatically given a, uh, a private room. And then one of two things should happen. The first is that they call a sexual assault nurse examiner. So this is a specially trained nurse who knows how to collect evidence, but also is trauma-informed and victim-centered. And then the second thing that happens is they contact Rebuilding Hope. So a client, if they choose to, um, can receive services from the sexual assault nurse examiner and from the confidential advocate that will respond to the hospital. We describe our services as client-led and client-driven. So that means that a client can engage in our services at any point in their healing journey and work with an advocate for a month. And they are calling the hotline, you know, maybe once a week talking about their, their experience, receiving general advocacy support, And then maybe we don't hear from them for a couple months and that's okay. And then maybe they re-engage in services six months later and they say, you know, I've called the hotline before, but I, you know, didn't call for this amount of time. 
and now I'm calling again, and now I would like help with a protection order. One of the services the advocacy program might connect a client to is the STEP, or Sex Trafficking and Exploitation Program. STEP is the only community-based program in Pierce County providing services to commercially sexually exploited folks and people who might be at risk of commercial sexual exploitation. Earlier, we met Sarah Simbroni, who coordinates the STEP program. The Sex Trafficking and Exploitation Program, um, we've been around since 2015, um, so we're relatively new um, to Pierce County and to Rebuilding Hope as a whole. Um, We serve anyone who is 13 years of age or older who is currently experiencing commercial sexual exploitation um, or has experienced that or is at risk for commercial sexual exploitation. Something that I like to sort of lead with when I'm talking to people about about trafficking in this county um, is sort of address one of the myths that it is something that happens to sort of um, people that are brought in from other countries that maybe don't speak English as their first language, um, that are undocumented or whatever the case may be. And um, while that definitely does happen um, and needs to be addressed, most of our clients are, are, are U.S. citizens. Um, who are here um, and sort of just living their lives um, at home. Um, I think a myth that is perpetuated with sexual assault also carries over to commercial sexual exploitation, which is that someone abducted them and forced them into, you know, doing this or whatever. And, you know, that does happen. I don't want to sort of dismiss that or that experience, but most of our clients, that is not how they entered into the world of trafficking um, or being exploited. Um, a lot of times, you know, they are sort of missing something in their life and whether that's, you know, love, belonging, um, sort of material things, like maybe they're experiencing poverty at home and traffickers are able to sort of um, look out for those vulnerabilities and exploit them. So they sort of gain trust with these clients. Um, and I'm talking more here about youth um, particularly. So so youth clients, they'll develop a relationship, they'll promise that they can take care of them, that they will, um, you know, provide for them, um, whatever the case may be, um, and then sort of slowly like break down and rebuild their identity. Um, it's a grooming process. So it, it will mirror sort of child sexual abuse in that way. Sometimes I would say a lot of our clients as well, particularly in Pierce County that we see are um, engaged in survival sex. So. This um, is sort of another uh, subsection of someone who's been commercially sexually exploited, um, and it doesn't involve someone trafficking them. So there's no third party. There's no sort of pimp, someone forcing them to do this. Um, Maybe they were kicked out of their home um, because of their identity or um, experiencing other things with their family or they were being abused um, and they are on the street and they need to get their basic needs met. Someone who's experiencing homelessness, whether they're a youth or an adult, is just high risk for being exploited. Um, And because that's the only way that some people can get their basic needs met, right? And it could be, right, like safety. It could be protection. It could also just be like food or water. Much like the advocacy program, STEP provides an enormous variety of services. Sarah and her team provide community trainings about commercial sexual exploitation. They're a part of the Pierce County Coalition Against Trafficking. And, of course, they offer direct services to their clients. Some of this looks like basic needs items, so providing hygiene supplies and safer sex materials, operating a needle exchange. But one of the main services STEP provides is wraparound case management, which really just means that 
they're there to help connect clients to resources. For some people, that might mean assistance with housing or getting a job. But for others, it can take the form of simply being a non-judgmental, trauma-informed supporter. The true advantage to STEP services is that we're a community-based service, and so we can operate under a different set of rules than folks who are systems-based, right? So, you know, people like probation officers and social workers, um, you know, if they are from sort of what we think like governmental agencies, there are a lot of rules and they are restricted in a lot of ways in how they can respond to, to youth behavior or to certain behaviors. Um, we're not constrained by a lot of those. We have had clients in the past um, who, youth clients, I will say, who um, have been trafficked in the past um, and they're no longer sort of under the control of a third party and they're choosing to engage in the sex trades themselves. Um, Because they're under 18, right, it's still illegal by law. Um, But on STEPS side, it is not our job to judge them for that choice. Um, It is our job to help them do that as safely as possible if that's the choice they're going to make, right? No one has ever done anything because someone was like, no, you shouldn't do that. And also particularly with with teens and kids, we're there to really support them in their own choices and acknowledge their own sort of self-determinism. And then if they ever do feel like they want to make a change, we're there to sort of offer those choices. And then if they choose not to, we're still there to help them with whatever it is they need. I think there's also this perception that sexual assault victims and domestic violence victims don't have any support um, in the community and that they there is nowhere to go. Or people think that their only option is to report and forget. And so I also do this work to demonstrate that there are sexual assault victim advocates that can support clients and can assist. It's really the relationships that are going to get people out of sort of the life or out of, out of the situations, Um, not to minimize sort of the changes that need to be made in a lot of our systems and services. But um, for us, it's, it's really the relationship that we have with our clients that's going to sort of help them feel empowered if they ever do want to change their situation, um, that they can, that we can be there to help them. Both Sarah and Hannah emphasized how much relationships matter in their work. And I realized it's really easy to think of relationships as one-on-one. A parent to a child, a friend to a friend, a teacher to a student, a client to a case manager. But of course they're more than that. And they can be kind of ephemeral. I can't think of a better definition of community than that a community is the web of relationships between people who are somehow connected, whether they know each other or not. I do get asked that a lot, like, why, why should we care? or Why should I care if it hasn't affected me, you know, personally or, or whatever the case may be. Um, And so I was trying to reflect on like some kind of eloquent answer to that question. um, Because I've always been really bad at answering it. and I think that I'm really bad at answering it because it's it's sort of asking like, you know, the basis of that question is, you know, why should I care about other people? Um, and I think we ask, you know, that question of a lot of different, you know, not just like this issue, but a lot of different people who are in like the helping industry, like, well, why should why should I even care about this? And it's it's fundamentally about, well, why should I care about like my fellow human beings? 
I don't myself like subscribe to the idea that we should only care about the people that we know in our lives. You know, if someone like if one person in a community is harmed in whatever kind of way, not just like um, sexual assault, sort of that whole community is harmed, um, even indirectly. So even if you don't know someone yourself, um, which is kind of unlikely that has experienced, you know, sexual violence, um, you know, there are indirect effects sort of on the people that you do know and care about. Um, that's always been a tough question, but I think, you know, the reason that you should care is because you should, you should care about other people and sort of other human beings as a whole and sort of, you know, humanity. I think we could all cultivate a little bit more empathy for each other. My profound thanks to Sarah and Hannah, not just for joining me on the podcast, but for doing this important work every day. And my thanks to you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about Rebuilding Hope or get involved with their volunteer programs, go to sexualassaultcenter.com. If you or someone you care about is a victim of sexual assault or abuse, please call Rebuilding Hope's 24-hour crisis information and referral line at one 800 756 7273 or 253-474-7273. If you're an admitted student, remember that you can go to pugetsound.edu slash remake to direct your donation and support their work. I also hope you'll join us for our other four episodes of Remake the World, highlighting Tacoma Community House, the Boys and Girls Club of South Puget Sound, Citizens for a Healthy Bay, and Nourish Pierce County. You can subscribe to P.S., the Puget Sound Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you never miss an episode. The Puget Sound Podcast is recorded and produced by Moonyard Studio. I'm Elena Becker. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.